Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right, my friends. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I'm your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. We're streaming the program wherever they let us on social media, which I still don't think is YouTube, but whatever. I don't even care anymore. Don't even care. Other than it's an inconvenience to those of you that like to watch on some of these platforms. I do care about that. But these jokers are just too much for me to deal with sometimes. So, you know, on a Friday, which now here we are at the end of this week, time is just flying on by. But on a Friday, I like to, I don't know, sometimes catch up on things that we may have missed earlier in the week or maybe uh, talk about something that is a little bit, uh, say, lighter, perhaps. I don't know. But I... I got to start here. I saw this last night. I, my wife and I were were. I played this for her last night. Um, son and I actually went golfing here locally at Buffer Park. Of course, on the south side of Indianapolis, there are great folks over there. But we got home really late. Well, we went and had some dinner afterwards, and he and I were talking about some things and. Um, saw this one when I got home late. So you guys remember, you guys remember Jeffrey Tubin at CNN. Jeffrey Tubin back, I believe it was in October. Jeffrey Tubin, who's a political commentator on CNN, a legal com, I guess a legal contributor as well, legal analyst, whatever his, his title was. They were on a Zoom call. They had some one of those calls at CNN, probably who knows what was going on on the call itself. They were probably uh, colluding with one another to provide some misinformation on something, deceive the American people. That's my guess as to what the nature of the Zoom call was, as Project Veritas has shown us what CNN likes to do in their meetings. But during the meeting, and you remember this, and I'm going to tell you, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a little bit uncomfortable at some point talking about, about this. But Jeffrey Tubin on camera, on, on the Zoom call, you know how there's multiple pictures of the, the group on Zoom. Right? Everybody has like the Brady Bunch, for those of you that are a little bit uh, more mature, I guess, amongst the audience. You can remember the Brady Bunch at the beginning, the intro, they have all the screens of, of the different people in the, the Brady Bunch family on, on one on television screen back then, but on one computer screen for a Zoom call, there's multiple pictures and everybody's, well, typically their their face is on the, the Zoom call. That's not what was on uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the, the camera for Jeffrey Tubin. In fact, Jeffrey Tubin was doing something on the Zoom call. I don't want to say it exactly, but it involved parts, other parts of his body and... Um, just think I want to leave it at that for the time being. And he was, oh gosh, I guess I'll say, ugh, 
pleasuring himself on camera. You remember, you remember this got him fired or whatever from CNN. So they bring him back. I guess this was yesterday. I don't, I don't even know. Allison Camerata. She used to be on Fox years ago. She's been on CNN for some time now. And she brings him back on, which look, I, I mean, it's an inexcusable, grotesque, all this sort of stuff. No doubt. I, I'm not against showing grace and forgiveness to people, but I, I just want you to hear this interview. This is the most awkward thing possible. So if you can picture this, he goes in studio. He's sitting apparently, you know, um, since Biden has now fixed COVID, wink, wink. You don't have to worry about They don't have to sit 50 feet away at the desk any longer. They're at a relatively close distance. And he's sitting there with Allison Camerata. Is that how I say her last name? And they're talking. I mean, just I, you have to hear this. You have to hear this. What Oz is looking at me like I said something wrong. So now I'm wondering what I said wrong here. But so just listen to this exchange. This is this is literally a a CNN production last night. I guess it was yesterday last night. You just it's it's just jaw dropping. And just invi- just remember they are in person with one another. This is being filmed live. This is I guess CNN's attempt to make it look like they're being transparent and objective and everything in in light of how corrupt they've been exposed to be by the likes of Project Veritas and how much they try to lie and deceive the American people. I guess this is their attempt to try to show people just how real and authentic they are because this this little interview is is something that uh, is going to make you, I think, either chuckle, feel uncomfortable, maybe majorly uncomfortable. Just listen to this thing. Here it is. Let's bring in CNN chief legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin to talk about this and more. Hi, Jeffrey. Hello, Allison. It's been a while. It has been a while, indeed. I feel like we should address um, what's happened in the months since we've seen you, since some of our viewers may not know what has happened. So uh, I guess I'll recap. I'll do the honors. Oh, boy. <laughs> Help yourself. Okay. Um, in October, you were on a Zoom call with your colleagues from the New Yorker magazine. Can't believe this Everyone is happening. Everyone took a break for several minutes, during which time you were caught masturbating oh, on gee. camera. Uh, you were subsequently fired from that job after 27 years of working there. And you, since then, have been on leave from CNN. Do I have all that right? Um, you got it all right. Sad to say. Okay. So let's start there. Okay. Um, to quote Jay Leno, what the hell were you thinking? Well, obviously, uh, I wasn't thinking very well or very much. And um, As usual. it was something that was inexplicable to me. I think one inexplicable. point, I, I wouldn't exactly say in my defense, I mean, because nothing is really in my defense. I didn't think I was on the call. I didn't think other people oh. could see me. You so, thought that you had turned off your camera? Correct. I thought that I had turned off the Zoom call. Now, mm-hmm. that's not a defense. This was deeply moronic and <laughs> indefensible. What but, is this? I mean, that, that, is part of, that, that is part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I have spent the seven subsequent months, miserable months in my life, I can certainly 
confess, um, trying to be a better person. I mean, in therapy, trying to do there some public go. service, public um, working service. in a food bank, which I certainly am going to continue to do, working on a new book about the Oklahoma City bombing. But Question I am trying to become the kind of person that people can trust again. Oh, my goodness. What in the world? What in the world is this? What on earth is go- is going on here? This is so awkward, so uncomfortable, and I mistakenly said that the Zoom call was with CNN. You know, when I make mistakes around here, I like to fess up to them as quickly as possible. The Zoom call was with, what is they say, New York Post, I think. So it wasn't CNN. So it wasn't one of their colluding calls with one another. They were doing that on another another channel later that uh, later that day. But what on earth is going on here? And I got no problem with therapy. I got no problem with but this is these are the uh, public service. Uh, it's just like you know you don't uh, I just the, the the effort that's made to try to remake someone's image and I get it. I really do. Serving at food banks. Okay, so I guess now I trust you. What does that have to do with anything? Those are all good things. Fine. That's maybe those things are necessary. But just I mean, apologize, I guess, and and change your behavior. These are Christian concepts, but just you're gonna try to win us over with your hours at the soup kitchen. I just that's that's the wrong reasons for being at the soup kitchen to begin with. I don't know. There's just so much wrong here. But this is <laughs> this is one of the more uncomfortable, awkward, maybe semi shocking things that I've seen on a supposedly <laughs> a network that pretends to be serious anyway, CNN. And I had to share it because I was I was dumbfounded last night. I was laughing about this last night. I was scratching my head about this last night. I read some headlines about this last night. Babylon B had something on this last night that made me chuckle. <sighs> anyway, this is what you get. This is what you get at CNN. This is again their attempts, I think, to be transparent to say, "Oh, this is just us hitting the the hard hitting stuff." To you know to try to show you just how transparent we are. When one of ours goes off the rails here, we, we're not afraid to address it. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, we got tough guy Chris Cuomo out there colluding with his brother on how to protect himself from lawsuits and all sorts of things like that. We've got CNN being exposed by Project Veritas. These folks, there's nothing CNN could do at this point to earn my trust back. I don't know about you. I'm venturing to say... Heck no as well. But anyway, I want to share that off the top, especially with this being a Friday, a little bit, I don't know, lighter in, in a sense. But there's plenty to get to. In fact, I've got an interview conversation with Matt Lamb of the College Fix. He will uh, update us on some crazy things happening in and on college campuses in education in general. So we'll get to that after the break. So quick time out here is in order. You are listening to the home of conservative, not better talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Matt Lamb, assistant editor of the College Fix on the phone with us. He joins this program about every month just to 
kind of go through some of the things he and the College Fix report on, collegefix.com, thecollegefix.com. Matt, it's a pleasure to have you. How are you today, sir? Good, good. Thanks for having me back. Well, we always enjoy having you, and um, it never ceases to amaze me. Some of the things that are out there, uh, in some sense, and in other sense, they're totally, I guess, predictable. But one of these stories that I want to start with is something that looks like it happened right after, maybe even the day of, uh, the last time you and I talked. Headline here, thecollegefix.com. Black female was behind racist Instagram hoax account. Tell us what's going on in this particular uh, in this in this story. Sure. So a couple months ago at White Bear Lake High School, which is in Minnesota, um, it's a suburb of Minneapolis. Uh, there was an Instagram account that um, basically created like a group chat within Instagram, I think, and it was sending these racist messages to. Um, these these black students. I think they were all black girls that were receiving the messages. And um, so at first, actually, this one student blamed this conservative girl for the account. Um, she, she claimed that this girl probably created the account because um, this girl's Turning Point USA group was denied, but this other black affinity group, black cultural group, was approved. And then um, the school district did an investigation, and they basically said, at first they said, oh, this was a hoax, but then they kind of deleted that language from their statement, mm-hmm. and they walked it back, and they wouldn't say what the race of the student was. They just said, well, this person isn't a threat to people of color. Um, so we actually obtained the police reports through Freedom of Information um, requests, and uh, it turns out from the police reports that the girl who created the account that sent the messages was black, and it seems likely that she also sent the messages. There's some kind of confusing language, and she doesn't appear to be completely forthright with the, the officer. She says, look, I have a friend who was here with me when they were sent, but then she says something about, well, I can't, I can't name the person. I can't tell my friends that I created the account, but I didn't send the messages because they're not stupid. So it's all very little confusing because many people involved are juveniles. All the names Mm -hmm. are redacted. Um, But it certainly, at a minimum, it was a black girl who created the account, and it seems very likely that she sent the messages, or at minimum, she was there when they were being sent. And and so it seems similar on a different scale and circumstances being different to, say, Jesse Smollett. So you go ahead and you try to... Uh, demonstrate the racism of another group by pretending to be the person that you're um, suggesting as a racist or stating as a racist, and then you create a fake account where racist messages are sent to other students at the high school, and then you come to find out through an investigation that this student um, actually did this all as a hoax. So, so the school have they? kind of dropped this or are they trying to sweep it under the rug i mean it seems to me that yeah. uh, what's going on as far as that is that that side of the story yeah so there won't be any punishment for um this girl the the county and the police said there won't be any punishment for her there's no sort of um criminal charges being brought um and i think it's worth noting that this this girl lied to a police officer mm-hmm. she she's being interviewed by this police officer and she, you know, says, I, uh, I don't know who created it. I don't know who the message is. And then, you know, she says, well, I think my brother uses my phone sometimes. Maybe he sent, you know, so, I mean, think about this person. Like, 
throws her classmate under the bus, mm-hmm. throws her brother under the bus, mm-hmm. uh, you know, lies to police officers, and basically the county's response is, you know, this, this um, police officer told us when we interviewed him, he said, well, you know, if we, if, we, if we charged everyone who lied to cops, we would have to spend all day in, in court. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this person filed, basically, you know, this person lied to a police officer, lied to, it seems, school officials, and then it's 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 up it's it's a little confusing, but there is someone, and it may be the same person. Um, well, anyways, I won't get into that. But there there seems to be a lot of problems here. At a minimum, it seems like a school discipline issue. Exactly, and and once they found out, which I think I heard you say too, and I think the article says this, but once the school realized that the person doing it wasn't really this white conservative girl who was involved with Turning Point USA or what have you. Um, they just kind of at first maybe announced that it was a hoax and then kind of just let that fade into the background. Um, obviously, well, in addition that's... to saying, mm-hmm. yeah, in addition to saying it was a hoax, they said, and this happens a lot, they said something along the lines of, but we still know we have a lot to deal with with racial issues on campus. Like, mm-hmm. even though this was a hoax, we still know there's a lot of racism. Well, it's like, well, the only instance so far is a fake. So I don't, do, is there a lot of racism on campus? I, yeah. Too many proof quite yet. Yeah, and and this what what is being termed as racist behavior on in high schools and college campuses are things that are often like this uh, turn out to be set up and hoaxes. What about this? This is Ibram Kendi. I think I'm saying that correctly. And this is something mm-hmm. else at thecollegefix.com. Six months later, no apparent progress on Ibram Kendi's racial data. Tracker, tell us what's going on with this, and um, really, I guess uh, what what's not happening maybe is the story here. Sure. So he's a um, he created this anti-racism center at American University, and then created another one when he went to Boston University. He he makes hundreds of thousands of dollars speaking about anti-racism. He wrote a book about how to make your baby an anti-racist, but. <laughs> Um, he announced back in December that him and this uh, data science or computer science professor were going to create this massive racial data tracker, and they were going to compile all this data about about racism and, and, and you know public health and crime and all these all these different areas. And um, he actually has a record of of making these big promises. He gets you know he got ten million dollars from the Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, he got hundreds of thousands of dollars from different foundations. But there's nothing about it. There's no, there's no progress. You know, there's there there's one link. If you go to their website, Boston University Center for Anti-Racist Research, all your listeners are free to check this out. If I'm wrong, please send it to me as an update. Um, it it links to a racial data lab that's this project done by the Atlantic by a team of volunteers. Kendi had some role in like coming up with the idea. It's not particularly creative. It's just tracking data, but, mm-hmm. um, and it hasn't even been updated since March. So he's getting all of this money and he's making these big announcements and he gets all these media hits. So Kendi's going to do this great stuff. Kendi's going to cover all these things. And then a lot of times it just falls through. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we, it's, it's hard of course to prove a negative, but we went out and we looked at, you know, his partner on this project, his name's Azar Bastavros. And we looked at like his personal website, where he regularly updates all the different projects he's working on, media hits, and he doesn't even talk about the press release on his website. And of course, we email all these people, we try to get comment, and there's 
there's nothing. We, we literally message the person whose title is data editor on, I think it's like data editor on the racial data lab project. And we said, hey, what's going on with this? Is this project frozen? When do you expect to have maybe preliminary results? And, and nothing. So mm. if, there's, if there's a racial data lab, it's, there's no evidence of it. There's no proof and no one can, can see it. I mean, we, we did a lot of digging and we couldn't find anything. So this, this individual, this professor, Ibram Kendi and his, I guess, partner here, this Bustavros, I don't know how you say the last name. but Right, something like that. So they they get together. They come up with this idea. Hey, we're going to have this big database. Where we're going to track all this racial data to prove how. Well, I mean, this is my interpretation. All the racism that exists out there in the different forms, different places, different shapes, sizes, and everything else. We have this database to where we can have the science prove this. They get ten million dollars in funding from Twitter CEO Dorsey, and then there's no evidence that anything even exists at this point it's not it's well, not there there's very yeah, little sorry. there is that fair yeah sorry just to clarify that he he's gotten 10 million dollars for the center's work not necessarily okay okay for the program but but also we've asked before about other projects that don't seem to have a lot of progress and we've asked specifically you know is the money for this project coming from this 10 million dollars gotcha um but but otherwise yes everything you said is is right and he did get 10 million dollars for the center but it's not really, again, clear like what else the center's really done with that money or any of the other money they've gotten. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So um, there's other things that you've sent me. Folks can go to your website, thecollegefix.com. I guess tell them, Matt, how they can follow what you guys do or email list they can subscribe to or what's the best way for folks that want to hear more about the work that you and your team are doing. Yeah, the, we always recommend going to just to thecollegefix.com. You can bookmark it, check it every morning, check it throughout the day. Um, we usually, throughout the day, probably have six, seven, or eight different articles up on there. We're on Facebook and Twitter um, and Rumble um, and some of those other alternative ones. Um, but definitely, when you go there, there'll be a big blue box that says to subscribe. So if you put your email in, that's obviously the best way we can keep reaching you. You don't have to worry about social media um, not showing you our content. So collegefix.com, subscribe for our emails. That's my two main recommendations always. Well, and, and I'll say this here in closing, and I'll ask for your response to this, but one of the reasons that I like having you on this program is because what you're – and we follow some of this just in the course of what we're talking about as well, but not to the degree that you do. And I think you know, for a lot of folks, a lot of our listeners, they, they may they may be students, they may have children who are going to you know be students, currently students, or grandchildren who are students. And sometimes it's hard to for folks to wrap our, their heads around. It's hard for me to wrap my head around um, just why some of the thinking is the way it is from our young people, especially that are coming through college or you know graduated or what have you. And to see what they're being subjected to, this is just a glimpse. I mean, this is what we, you and I talk about here is a glimpse of what's of what's going on. You guys dig into it much, much deeper. So I guess I'll let you just elaborate or, or respond to that. No, absolutely. And, and the great thing about our fixed features, these are written by students under our mentorship. And these are, you know, researched. We, we provide all the sources. We provide everyone we talk to. So... You know, yes, we are conservative leaning in certainly the, the content we cover, um, but you can feel confident if you share 
you know, one of our articles. And this is this is something that we've researched. This is going on. We've tried to get comment. Um, you know, we're very big on, for example, if if, it's, if someone's accused of using a racial slur, we try to find the video so people can make their own judgment if they mm-hmm. find it offensive. Or we try to find the copy of the lawsuit being talked about. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm biased in support of the college fix, and and I, I think that. You know, there's lots of great conservative publications and, and mainstream publications, but you know, if you, if we, we are one of the best. We're definitely the best place, I would say, for what's going on in college campuses. But that is a factual, you know, sourced coverage of of the news. So you can feel confident when you share a material that you're not sharing just, you know, an activist opinion. Let's mm-hmm. say. Well, you're a journalist. You're engaging in journalism, right. not just commentary. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you'll. I mean, if you read through our articles, you'll see lots of sources. Sometimes they go up to eight hundred, nine hundred thousand words. So, we 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 dive deep. Well, good stuff, Matt. I appreciate it. this. Is Matt Lamb, the College Fix. Check out their work, thecollegefix.com, and we'll have Matt back on here here again in the not too distant future. Matt, good to have you, sir. back my friends by the way that interview was brought to you by our friends at apprentice university apprentice university understands how overwhelming it is for students to make life altering decisions they help guide you along that curvy pathway towards reaching your goals you'll gain professional skills and learn to problem solve for your future career you can visit apprentice.university to learn more about this debt-free college that's purposely designed for your outstanding future. And folks, you may be tired if you're a student listening to me asked about what you're going to do in the future at your young age. You can apply today so that you can be debt-free when you graduate with real-world experiences and skills that prepare you for an outstanding future. Apprentice.com. University, great folks, great program, sponsor of that last interview with Matt Lamb and the College Fix. Have you seen what inflation is? Have you seen this? Folks, we are living in the midst of an unmitigated disaster, an absolute unmitigated disaster with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and Kamala Harris is out there as well snapping at reporters folks this is not this is not kamala harris in my opinion i remember before she ran for president initially i remember talking with folks and and i made the comment that i think that just in pure electoral politics just the uh just based upon the personality the likability the you know ability to just for people to want to support somebody, forget about political ideas. Just I'm talking about personality. I'm talking about dealing with um, just interacting with people, not coming across as incredibly condescending. She, I think, is one of the most unlikable candidates. And I don't take pleasure in saying this, I'll be honest with you. But I just – she she is the, – the, the facial expressions that she's made 
during these interviews and this this trip to Central America, the snapbacks. There's one thing to fight back. There's another. It's another thing to come across as condescending and making these uh, just arrogant expressions and dealing with the media. And it's a train wreck. It, this is an an absolute political disaster. It's a disaster for our nation. Not just the not just the performance art of it. I don't. Uh, to some degree, that's just performance art and someone's ability or lack of ability to pull some of this silly stuff that we have to be subjected to on a daily basis off. But the whole, the the whole, the country is a mess. Inflation, which is where I was, what I wanted to get to, but it's not just inflation. It's the way we're dealing with illegal immigration. It's the way that we are um, dealing with the economy and unemployment and COVID and forcing vaccines on people now and all these different things, all these different things that are happening. And inflation is up, the, is, is increasing the fastest since the summer of, you guessed it, 2008, the last time. The la- I mean, it's, it's almost like clockwork. It's almost like clockwork. A, a Democrat is in the White House for the first six months, and inflation goes through the roof. Summer of 2000, that's not true. I get my time off. That was the end of Bush's, the end of Bush's uh, time there. But we had a disastrous economy in 2008, which, of course, we can point to. You look at the economy at, at large back in 2008, it was housing was a big part of that. And the reason that we had housing market problems was because of government intervening and forcing people, forcing banks to loan money to people who could not provide, uh, well, who ultimately couldn't pay it off. And so this had a chain reaction that caused all sorts of turmoil and and chaotic mess back in 2008. And Bush was was president then. But of course, we had Obama in 2009 Obama was telling us. You remember, he put Joe. That was the was that the summer. I think that might have been the first summer of recovery. I think we're still on summers of recovery for Joe. But Joe was going to fix the economy. Summer of recovery back in the summer of two thousand nine. Never got to that. Never got that taken care of. I think he did that for three or four years, and maybe maybe all eight. And of course, the economy surprisingly, shockingly, never improved until President Trump came into office and did precisely the opposite of what Obama and Biden and the left wanted to do and what they were doing. And that's coincidentally when the economy began to improve and change and so forth for the better. That was Ob- I remember Obama taking credit for that. I love this stuff. The guy was not, in, was not responsible for a single thing during his eight years in office, except for, except for when he went out and personally shot uh, Osama bin Laden. That was his his doing, of course. But beyond that, the guy wasn't responsible for anything. He never took responsibility for anything. Trump comes in, cuts taxes, cuts regulation. You know, encourages corporations to bring uh, to repatriate funds to bring them back to this to this country, and all sorts of good things happened. We were roaring along before COVID, my friends, roaring along. Now look at what's going on. The economy has recovered, but you look at all of the problems, and inflation is one of them. 
And we know why inflation, in fact, I read an article from the Babylon Bee. Of course, Babylon Bee, it's satire. It said that Biden signs $2 trillion piece of legislation to study the root causes of inflation. Right. This is how this is how government looks at these problems. Let's spend a couple trillion dollars on what caused inflation. And of course, the couple trillion dollar bill is what caused it to begin with. So it's only going to exasperate the problem and make things worse. Five percent inflation. Five percent, the highest, the, the quickest, the fastest rate of inflation since 2008. And it's because of all the money that's been flushed into the market, into the economy, I should say, without any anything being done to create the money. It's just arbitrarily thrown in there because people need money. It drives the cost of everything up. That plus just the difficulties now in getting uh, supply side stuff, which is, of course, a direct res- uh, response or a direct, I guess, consequence for the way that we handled COVID-19, the shutdowns and everything. Who knows when things will get back on track in that regard, as far as the economy is concerned. But these folks, they can't, they just can't manage anything. They are the poster child for over-promising and under-delivering. I'm still waiting for Biden to cure cancer and diabetes and whatever the, I was for Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, diabetes, cancer. Biden's going to cure those things. That's what he told us. He promised it. Haven't heard a word about it. You figure that'd be near the top of his list. Haven't even discussed it yet. Kamala's not been to the border. That she snapped back at a reporter. I'll play that during the or when we get back from the break as well. But this is just one unmitigated disaster, and we are just are we even six months in? I don't even want to look. Five or six months in seems like fifteen years at this point. But I've got to take a break. Hang in there, have hope. People are awakening. Not necessarily enough yet, but people are awakening to some of this nonsense. They're seeing firsthand just how terrible, just how different in a in a bad way it is when someone like Biden is running the show compared to what was happening under President Trump. Quick timeout is necessary though. Back here in just a minute. My friends, so I've been referencing here this uh, situation, Kamala Harris. <laughs> oh, she's still being asked. She doesn't like being asked about going to the border. She does not like asking that or being asked that question. She's snapping at reporters now about this. She's just not not very happy about this. This has been a terrible – in fact, I saw a headline yesterday, a terrible Central American trip here. Her first trip hit the big stage, and man, oh man, this is bad. It really is bad. But she's uh, even even White House insiders. I think was the headline yesterday. White House insiders are perplexed about Kamala's trip to Central America. Here she is with a reporter, um, reporter talking about. Going to the border. I just just listen to this exchange. This is just like a, a short little snippet. I've said I'm going to go to the border, and I, when are you going to the? I'm going to go to the border, and I, when are you going to the? 
for some reason the soundbite's cutting itself off there. She asks, when are you going to the border? She gets all snippy with her. Not very... I mean, you can tell she's she's visibly annoyed here. Let's try this one. She, she's visibly annoyed. I've said I'm going to go to the border. And I, when are you going to the border, Vice President? The administration has asked... I'm not finished. Oh, I've said I'm going to the border. Mm-hmm. And also, if we are going to deal with the problems at the border, we have to deal with the problems that cause people to go to the and border, the to flee to the border. Thick. And that is the root causes. So my first trip as Vice President of the United States Backwards, was to go, in terms of a foreign trip, to Guatemala, mm-hmm. to be on the ground there. You should see her to face. Address she is so and to, and to be informed of the root causes. Why are the people of Guatemala leaving? Do you have a... I mean, so, so she's, she's going to the border. We don't have a date. This is just so backwards. The first thing you do, as I've, as I've said on here before, in a situation where there's, you know, it's serious, say the house is on fire metaphorically, you call the fire department. Then they do the, then they do the investigation, Madam Vice President. Then they do the investigation. Then they under, uncover what the root causes were. You don't, as things are going on, as people are flooding across the border, think the first thing we're going to do is understand why. Let's understand why and sit here and meet with leaders and talk about it. Meanwhile, the president of Guatemala is saying the messaging has changed. You're basically encouraging people to come there. You got to get this together. Administration is handling things differently than before. They don't want to hear any of that. They don't want to hear any of that at all. They want to sit there and, and pontificate is basically what this is. And I'm not saying there shouldn't be an understanding of that. Of course, we know what the reasons are. There's not a need for a deep study here. But when it comes to actually doing what needs to be done, the left has no interest in doing that. Simply don't. Back here in just a minute. friends that is all the time we have for this week but 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 fear not fear not you can catch more of this program by downloading our podcast it's totally free go to apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast our podcast should almost certainly be there and you can catch up on things you might have missed you can sign up for our free email newsletter if you do that if you're signed up for our email newsletter here before we finish giving away tickets to the Justin Moore concert in Morgan County here in June 25th, you'll be entered into that drawing. So we've got that as well. But folks, I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening. S D G. See you Monday. Take care. As a-